0: Welcome to the Hobby of a Lifestyle podcast, a show that looks at how our passions impact lives and drive career choices. I'm Andy Gray, a former national and world champion kickboxer. During my shows, I'll be talking with athletes, coaches, fans and more as I delve into their world to find out what inspired them on their journey. Welcome to another episode of Hobby of a Lifestyle. I hope you're all healthy and well as the festive season approaches. Thank you to everyone who has listened and continues to support the show. I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. It's always great receiving your feedback and don't forget to leave a review on any of the platforms you listen on and check out the social media pages as well. This week, I'm joined by a remarkable lady. She is the 2018 and 2019 FIA Pure McLaren GT Series Champion and 2020 GT GT4 Pro-Arm Champ. She is Mia Fluitt. Good afternoon, Mia. Welcome to Hobby of a Lifestyle podcast. How are you today?
1: I'm very well, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm really good, thank you very much. Thank you for your time this afternoon and agreeing to come on the show. I'm really excited to learn more about your journey and share it with the listeners.
1: Yeah, it's, it's uh, I've had quite a, quite an unusual one, I guess. So, uh, so yeah, so more than happy to share it with uh, whoever wants to listen to it.
0: Well, that's absolutely fantastic. Mia, would you just be able to tell listeners what your hobby is? profession passion is
1: oh my my hobby and profession is motorsport and um yeah it's just like nothing else I wake up every morning wanting to go motor racing
0: really that is wow and let's go back to the beginning of the journey. and how old were you when cars and motorsport in general became an interest
1: well I think um Way back when, when I was still living in Sweden, um, where I grew up, I uh, started working for Volvo when I was 19 years old. Okay. Um, So, yeah, quite a long time ago. Um, And uh, that's kind of how it started. And my interest, I didn't know that's what I was going to do or anything like that. Factory opening in my town, I basically knocked on the door and said, have you got any jobs? Wow. And they said, we got one as a forklift driver. And I thought, well you know as you do when you're young you kind of to go yeah. like okay you know yeah go with that so um and I did and um and I sort of moved on from there I went into logistics worked in logistics for a while and then they said well, we we need some new car builders and I thought okay well yeah give it a go I, you know build cars sounds fun
0: yeah, yeah.
1: um started building cars and um And it was like very much an organic sort of, you know, I didn't really have a plan what I was going to do. I just, very competitive, always have been very competitive. Yeah, Um, I suppose
0: when when you're talking about it, you know, was there anything when you were younger, you're saying about being competitive, was car racing something that was in the, or motorsport racing, sorry, was that something that was in the family from when you were a child? Or was this because, you know, you're saying from 19, I was just wondering as a child, was there any sports, any of the hobbies that you were involved with?
1: No, and I was like a, a little bit sort of. I I um, I jumped from one thing to another when I was young, like, you yeah. know, different sports. I tried this, I tried that. I did, you know, being Swedish as well, you know, I did a lot of kind of winter sports and yeah, of course. stuff like that. And I, did, I tried ice skating, I tried, I did that for a while, and then I got a bit bored and, you know, did something else. I was like, I always like trying to find, you know, what was the real thing. Yeah. And only really when I was probably about 15. 16 I started dancing okay and I, I love um I really loved that and I, I did enjoy uh that and it was like in, in a group eight of us like background dancers basically uh to you know sort of tribute bands and things oh. like that like local bands uh but I used to uh yeah I used to love that so that was like kind of my first real love like hobby okay. that I did and and I loved you know, the exercise and, you know, and everything that that brought as well. And I did a lot of, I don't know, fitness competitions yeah, yeah. and things like that. Um, uh, but then, you know, as you get a little bit older, it becomes quite hard to train that hard unless it's yeah. going to be your profession. Of course. You know, you need to earn money. and um, Yeah. So, yeah, so hence I... But motorsport was always a big thing in, in Sweden, but more like rallying. And we had like a hill climbing, my little town. And yeah, yeah. so we did both the things like that. But, you know, never did I imagine I would do it. Uh, yeah, it's, it was uh, so uh, interesting
0: to hear that you were, it was a lot later in life when you discovered a hobby for it. You know, a lot of the people yeah. I spoke to have been introduced to something from from maybe a very young age or being, maybe it's not exactly. even just be in and around it and not necessarily knowing it was something we've been drawn to, but it's always been kind of in their life. But for you to say, well actually yeah. it was not something I ever envisaged doing in just kind of a career with volleyball. Yeah.
1: yeah, and and I, and and now that's one of the things I try and when I I try to kind of think about what can you do to get more people involved in motorsport and certainly young girls, etc. Yeah. As well, is that um we need to just get more people to tracks you know see what it's like because actually um it's not just bringing more girls into karting and stuff like that it's actually getting more people involved in motorsport as a as a sport yeah. and growing up in a family you know I wish I had And you know I say to my mum all the time I didn't didn't you take me to a karting track when I was three years old or she's <laughs> like I had no idea what it was you know yeah, so course. so it, it's that's very much the sort of thing and I I, I think now racing a British ET against all these young lads who are, you know, they've been racing all their lives and, you know, some of them even racing their fathers are in the same race. Wow. You know, it's like, and, and that's like probably the more sort of common way of getting into yeah. to any sport, I guess, and you know, course. is that your parents take you, whatever interest your parents have got, they take you to whatever sport yeah. that is. And then, um and then that's that's how it rolls on. My journey was very much, you know, I worked with cars literally all my life. Yeah. And so I was very much involved with cars and that's kind of shaped my life. Uh, yeah, but it's, not, it's as a, I said, I, I never thought yeah. I would go motor racing. I wanted of, to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very exciting. But like, you know, I couldn't even begin to imagine how to go about it, if you know what I mean, when I was younger.
0: Yeah. So. Well, let's let's explore how you got there. So you started Volvo at nineteen, and you you're working there. Then you've went into the logistics. I and, and yes. just talk just talk me through the journey because, it, yeah. it, as you said at the beginning, it is an unusual route that you've taken? But it's, it's
1: a very unusual route. And I I um, I then went. I went, I became a car builder, and uh, and did really well at that. And somebody challenged me. Basically said uh you know you got paid for how much how many operations you could do on a car so I actually learned to build a whole car myself wow so that I could stand in and work you know in any on any part of the car and things like that which gave me like the highest salary and yeah. that was like right you know I'm gonna do it sort of wow. thing and um but also what that did it set me up to uh I became one of a small team of six of us who built all the show cars uh for the Volvo C70 back in the ninety early nineties. Okay, yeah. And um, and that brought me uh, a new opportunity, basically because I worked with all these engineers that were developing the car and designed the the car, and my job was basically to tell them every day, that, you know, what it was like to build. Can we build this? Can we? Can you get your hand in? Can you get your tools in? Yeah. You know, does this make sense as a as a um, as a build process, basically. Wow. So one day I had this visit from, uh, which was then TWR Tom Walkinshaw Racing, who ran an engineering company that um, basically contracted in and had a joint venture with Volvo, uh, and they said, "Well, if we train you as an engineer, will you work for us as a manufacturing engineer?" Wow. And that started my journey in engineering, wow. and and I became an engineer uh, over. A period of time, but still working uh on the projects of Volvo. And then eventually in 2000, I moved to the UK working for Tom Walkinshaw Engineering here, running a small team of eight wow. um, manufacturing engineers. But, you know, again, I never planned that. Yeah, yeah. I never, it just kind of happened because I was always driven, always competitive, always wanted to learn, always, you know, pushing what I could do. So, so. had a really exciting journey in 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 working with cars you know and um and then the next step of my 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 journey into how I actually got into this hobby of mine which was driving cars on track was that my husband and I my husband is also in the in the car industry right we we were trying to decide what to do as a as a hobby we could do together and neither of us a Keen on golf or anything like that, so <laughs> we decided cars. So definitely, yeah, do. golf.
0: Golf just falls <laughs> a good walk for me.
1: <laughs> so we 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 basically bought a uh, a, a historic car, a 1963 Lotus Elan, oh, wow. and with together with a friend of ours, we uh, who helped us restore it. We spent two years restoring this car, and during that wow. two year period, we went and got our race licenses. Okay, and we decided. That we were going to go racing in this elan uh, as a hobby together and um and that takes us so that was actually in did my first ever race in 2015 yeah uh, at the age of 46
0: 21 yeah
1: yeah so um, <laughs> yeah sort of <laughs> um, but uh, but we loved it, and and it was a very um, exciting thing to do, and you know, and it was club racing is you know it's very friendly and everything, and um, but because I'm so competitive, I found it's like you know there's so many frustrations and whatever, and and I always wanted to do better, and I couldn't figure out what to do, and then I did a a track day at McLaren uh, okay. in a McLaren road car. Wow. And um, <laughs> it was, you know, the most exciting day of my life. You know, I was so excited. Never driven a supercar on track really? before. And um, anyway, the, it was at Donington Park. And the, the driver coach with me in the car said to me, you know, we did three or four laps. And then he said, look, uh, have you ever thought about racing? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just started racing, you know. And it's like you reload to land. And he said, basically, no, no, no. He said, I, I mean, proper racing. Kind of like, what do you mean? You know? And he said, well, actually, he said, uh, you are completely nuts. And that helps. He said, it's actually a good thing. And uh, and I was driving so fast around the corners and doing it really well. And he said, I can feel exactly what you're doing. And he said, I can feel that you know what the car is about to do before it does it. And he said, having that instinct will always help you. Uh, So, but then I I didn't actually put my foot down on the straights because I thought that was a bit boring.
0: (laughs) It was just (laughs) just about the corners.
1: And he said, well, next time i just put your foot down on the straights. It's kind of free time, you know? And I'm like, okay, yeah. And uh, I can remember it so well. And um, anyway, so I decided to do like a performance academy uh course with McLaren okay. so I did that but it's a two-day sort of thing but it's like theory and uh you know driving and a quite intense sort of driving which it which was in a road car which was the McLaren 650s wow. and um and I loved it and it, it went really well I was really fast and and uh and then decided you know and then I did a couple of track days in road cars and things like that really loved it and then I decided to do it in in basically in track cars. So I did it in a 650 sprint car, which is wow. you know on slicks,
0: obviously it's yeah, 650
1: yeah. horsepower. Uh, what,
0: what, what was it like? Oh, I'm sorry, did... I'm just kind of buttoning in a little bit. But what was it like That's to right? go? Well, I've got a few. Actually, I've got a few questions. I would I would love to know. What, firstly, where does the competitive nature come from? Do you think?
1: Well, I I, I don't really know because actually. Um, my family and I—they—they they sometimes say to me, like you know, I don't know where you came from because you're completely crazy. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it's sort of a bit of a yeah. I, I've I've just always like compete with myself, you yeah, know. Yeah. Always want to be better. I was I was the same at school. I was like my, you know, really. And you know, I I had almost photographic memory, so wow. I left school with really great <laughs> like yeah, straight yeah. A's. Um, but it, and it's always been – but I've always been, like, uh, slightly hyperactive, you know. I've I need to be doing something. Doing something. I need yeah. to do the next thing. I need to improve. I need to think about how to – um,
0: very much yeah. an internal and drive. And I try and do
1: everything better. You know, whatever it is that I do, I try and do it better. Um, yeah. um, so I'm really enjoying this journey. I'm still very much learning my sport, yeah. you know. Like I say, I, I compete against lads who are not – just that they're younger, but they've, they've got a lot more experience
0: yeah, of course. than I've got. So, you I know, suppose, so I've, yeah.
1: I've got this sort of accelerated learning curve, basically trying yeah. to, to do what I want to do. And um, What, was, but what yeah. was it like,
0: that one of my other questions was, because it obviously has never been detrimental, but I just wanted to know, certainly back in the what was it like being a female? In the engineering business, especially around cars and motor manufacturing.
1: Well, i i find it I find it like really fascinating, and I guess maybe coming from Sweden, where it was a little bit more normal. Okay. Uh, I think it was like uh, uh, we've, um, you know, even though there's not as many women in 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 these sort of male dominated um, jobs, I yeah. think it's still more um, more normal. Um and even as a as a car builder, I think we were you know 35% female. Okay. Um so uh so I think it is more, you know, even back then, which, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. quite a long time ago, it was still a uh, very much a thing in Sweden trying to, you know, make sure that
0: everybody uh, yeah. had it's the same just a question I thought it's probably quite important to highlight as well, certainly for any of the, the any females who are listening to the story who who've maybe thought about a career in engineers or, or or motor racing or cars, you know, not to be put off by something that maybe from the outside looks like a male dominated career.
1: No, exactly. But, I think it's. I think it's almost like if you think about it too much, you know, if you try and make a thing of it, yeah, then it becomes a thing. Yeah, but I think actually whatever you do and you know put your mind to I I feel like if you really you know go for it you know what you're doing you know you're doing it well then people will respect you for it and yeah. I think it's sort of um whoever you you know you've got to trust the people you work with or you trust the people you race with you trust you know we all have to trust each other so yes. Uh, so I think it's sort of one of those I've always believed in this sort of right person for the right job,
0: yeah, definitely. um,
1: um I think it's I think our society is a little bit, you know uh, we're almost grow up with the with the idea that this isn't really for for women or this yes. isn't really for men, or you yes. know, vice versa and stuff like that because that's how society works, yeah um but certainly now I think you know everybody's talking about diversity and how to how you know
0: it's probably never been um, a better time for females to be in the profession I suppose with the time of, with with the era that we live in now
1: yeah and I, th- I think it is much more about what your friends do and things like that because certainly growing up you know it's one of those things is um I guess certain people certain suit certain things yeah, you know yeah. whether you're you're a boy or a girl or whatever because um because we're all different of people course. like you know my brother is not at all interested in cars not at right. all he has a driving license but he doesn't even own a car
0: right
1: not absolutely that interested and then you know me super interested work with cars all my life become a racing driver you know all yeah. these sort of things my brother, as well as a nursery school teacher okay for 30 years Wow. Works for children with special needs. So we have, yeah. we have we've literally done a complete swap.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Or what would be the what you know what you think would social be norms? The,
0: the, yeah,
1: yeah, but not because we've set out to prove that we can do yeah, of it. of course. Because that's our interest. Yeah, just that's know, what your
0: passion's about. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So I th- I think it's sort of just if people were more willing to kind of go after what they they want you don't always know what you want i didn't know what i wanted yeah of course Young, and it's really hard when you're young how do you, you know yeah i think there's a lot of pressure 60, 70, you know kids to say you choose what you want to do the rest of your life or well, you have no <sighs> idea do you no not
0: no do. no i'm 36 yeah. and i'm only kind of just just discovering now what ex- what exactly it is i want to do and yeah. um new there, things
1: will come your not, way and you kind of go yeah you've got to be prepared to kind of take the opportunities and yeah. so i think it's like if it's a very driven um, profession or hobby or whatever it is, where where you need a you need to be a certain personality, then a motor racing is certainly one of those. I, I assume kickboxing is one of those too. But, yeah, you know, yes,
0: yeah, certainly. Like
1: you know, it, it's sort of you have to be you have to have the right personality, and whether well, you're,
0: center, yeah. you know, one of and how just, old you
1: are, how yeah, you are, or, you know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah, of course. So, and I, and I, and I think that is the, 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 the way forward to to sort of change. Well, I'm say change society because it doesn't actually fundamentally need changing. Yeah. It sort of must just making sure people know that you don't actually have to do this. Yeah, you don't of course. have to do that, you're, you know, just because the society norm is like this. No, no it's,
0: it's great. It's a great message you to share. It,
1: you know? yeah, yeah. And
0: uh, I suppose my next question then was, you know, you've went to this race day. What was the feeling like when a professional driver who's taking you around the track says to you, look, I think you're talented. I think this is something that you could pursue. What's your reaction? How did that make yeah. you feel?
1: Well, at first I laughed. Uh, I said to him, "But well, really?" and and he said, "Yeah, because uh, you know, because you don't know." Well,
0: yeah, of course, could be your sales picture. I it. loved
1: it, but like, you don't know, you know, what it takes to 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 race or or, yeah, yeah. or to become a, a almost like a semi professional racing driver, and you know, and you you kind of um, so so first it was a, a giggle, and I said, "Really." And, and we, we often talked about it because he did become my, my driver coach for a couple wow. of years. And uh, and we, I mean, so many times we've looked back on that day and kind of gone, like, wow, that really was like the defining moment. Yeah. And I can remember going to track days and other things after this. And, you know, I'd literally walk up and down the pit lane, like, is there a car available here I can use? <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah, it really um uh started that was the the real start to to this passion for driving fast on track where uh like say you know whatever it is you do if you walk into a ring boxing or you walk you know you're sitting on the grid you know to start of a race or something you got to love that because otherwise yeah, you'd just run the other way because yeah, you know it's uh, kind of almost terrifying at the same time as so exciting that you can't wait for it to happen. Um, so you just need to be, and, and I, I guess I didn't know I was so excited about it until I actually did it.
0: Yeah, so, and that that course that you went on, was that yeah. was that another defining moment where, you know, the professionals were yeah. really, like, well, look at Mia, yeah. you are talented. And what kind of happened after that course? Was it very much a case of they saw the talent as well?
1: yeah yeah exactly I mean it was sort of I learned so much um over the the the, so that first time was in uh, 2015 I believe and then so and then through 2016 I drove um a lot of cars on track and ended up going to a lot of these McLaren events ended up driving some amazing cars taking people for hot laps and I drove, you know, for a number of events. I drove a, a thousand horsepower horsepower P1 GTR, uh, you know, taking people around tracks. And I can remember taking my my driver coach out in this uh, P1 GTR, at Portimao in Portugal. And uh, and I'd been around a couple of laps. I said, "You should," and he said, "Well, basically, I'm not paid enough to come with you in the car." So you know, and I said, "Come on, do it." And he said, "Okay, if you take me three laps and then." I, I'm allowed to scare you for three laps. So I'm not actually a very good passenger. I right. don't like being a passenger. <laughs> I get motion sick. I don't, oh, you know, really? it's not good oh. for me. So I have to kind of learn from looking at video. I learn from data. I learn, nice. you know, things like that. But I haven't actually had a driver coach with me in the car for quite a long time. Now. Okay. But I, I, I still have a coach and yeah, my yeah. coach is amazing. But, uh, but, yeah, I can remember taking him uh, on this three-lap um at porto mayo and and he said absolutely nothing throughout the whole three laps he said nothing apart from one place where you come over this crest and and we had a bit of a sort of wiggle uh you know as the rear end came a bit loose and you know when you're in a thousand brake horse it's going pretty fast (laughs) yeah um so, so he said oh remember to match your steering with your throttle and so anyway it's quite funny we we came back in got you know drove into the pit lane and and I uh, said what do you think and he said well he said i don't want you to go any faster ever <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like that's not the right thing to say you're going to get sacked because yeah. what you should say is like okay i'll teach you a few things uh, but yeah so anyway he took me around for a couple of laps and he did right. exactly the same he came to exactly the same place and he had a bit of a wiggle right so I said to him just you know remember to match your steering with your throttle <laughs> and, uh, and we always laugh about this because he said oh yeah you know when a student becomes the master yeah. you know he said I'm sort of done that um, was
0: amazing
1: but yeah that was a, that was a fun uh, so that, that was a really fun time for me and then Actually, how I got into racing yeah. GT cars was uh, in uh, September 2017, okay. McLaren did a, a, or had planned to do this uh, pure McLaren GT series, uh, single make race series uh, in 2018. So they ran like a, a test event uh, for Ricard uh, in September 2017. And I raced in that. Um, in the GT four and I came forth wow.
0: uh,
1: and I was very upset. It was like, I was so frustrated. I really wanted to be on the podium and I could remember yeah. it so well. But this is where I'm so, I'm so competitive and I knew I lost it all in qualifying. So yeah. I decided then I'm going to get really good at qualifying. And, um, you know, I knew what mistakes I'd made and, yeah. you know, all these sort of things. And, uh, but that, that was just the, the start of my sort of gt racing um it's amazing story really so it's only a couple of years ago to be honest it was that was september 2017 when i did my
0: yeah and what's race. it what was it what was it like when you know this is something that's been sort of 40 something years in the making yeah and you've always enjoyed doing your job you've you've you know you're an engineer you love working with cars you love motorsport yeah passionate about motorsport what was it like um when was the moment when you, were able, when you were able to say, well, my name is Mia Fluid and I am a professional racing driver. That is my that is my job. I don't do anything else. I just race cars for a living.
1: Well, I think pro- probably, probably last year, I'm going to okay. say. The first year I raced, I still felt, even though I did really, really well, you know, I entered this pure McLaren GT Series in 2018 uh, and our first race was at Spa. Okay. And uh, Spa is like, you know, to racing drivers around the world, Spa is like the track, you know, okay. it, this is like the dream track to race at. Uh, but it's also quite intimidating. It's the fastest track we race on. Right. It's uh, got lots of trees and things like that. Not. Uh, it's um, And it started raining, and I can remember, and which is, usually it does it far as well yeah yeah um, but uh, we had two races one on the saturday and one on the sunday and i i took pole in both wow and in the wet i took pole by two and a half seconds and i won the race and i won the following day and i was completely sold you know i just yeah, yeah. felt like this. Is, i was born to do this yeah definitely and uh, and it sounds like a cliche but it, it really was that Special to me, you know, and yeah. um, and I've loved Spa ever since, you know. So I've raced. Yeah, you can imagine. Um, and uh, you know, it's yeah, that's special. And then I went on to um, uh, to win that championship in 2018, um, oh. and I was I can't remember exactly how many I had. Uh, we did 12 races, I think I won seven. Wow, And I was on the podium of, of the others. So um, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I can
0: imagine. And who was it that walked up to you and went, Mia, we want you to be professional driver for for us?
1: Well, it, it that's not really. I went slightly the other way. I then decided to start my own little team. Basically, it's just me. Yeah, but yeah. I decided to start basically fluid racing and, um, Uh, as a business because i i found that the only way i was going to be able to to go racing um long term was for me to raise sponsorship and funding yeah of course and and that's when it becomes a job in a way because somebody is going to give you lots of money for you to go motor racing yeah yeah. um so you have to uh and it's you know, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Around, it's not just you know going racing. I guess that's what people see. You know, they stay, they you know they see that you went racing. And yeah, stuff, of course. But there's a lot of practice. There's a lot of testing. There's a lot of training.
0: Yeah, uh, and workouts. this is one of the reasons they, that. Yeah, and this is one yeah. of the things I like to highlight on on the podcast is people see the accolades and they see the fun stuff, especially through social media because that's what social media is about is, you know, painting this elaborate picture, everything's rosy and everything's great, but they're not seeing the hard work that goes in behind the scenes. They're not seeing the practice. They're not seeing the hours in the office where you're talking to companies trying to get them on board to sponsor you. So yeah, you know, I mean, people look at your website now and go, oh, wow. Yeah, that's been an easy, easy turnaround. You know, she's got Sky involved. She's got McLaren involved. But, you know, that, yeah. doesn't, that doesn't happen by chance. That happens because of hard work and because, yes, yeah. because you're talented as well and they see something in you that's worth investing. But can you just tell us a little bit about that process, especially yeah, when you decide to start? I think,
1: yeah, I think it's sort of uh, so... um the first year, as I said, in 2018, I did have one sponsor, still a good friend of mine. and uh, But but that was it, and the rest was sort of self-funded. Um, but then as you start wanting more, start wanting to learn more, you need to do more testing, you need to do more this, you know, everything costs more money. And I'm yeah, like, I haven't got that kind of money. Yeah. So um, I needed to, to, to find uh, ways of doing that. Um, so I basically became my own fundraiser. <laughs> I sort of um, begged people for money, yeah. uh, so, and and you know, it's a it's a strange thing to do because it's such a weird you know never had to ask people to give you money before. Yeah. So so I started thinking about what what do they get out of this? You know how how uh, how can I make sure that I always give my partners more than they expect it's not just putting a logo on a car i want to i wanted to have real partners
0: yeah
1: uh because i don't have a manager i don't have anything this is you're looking at Fluid racing limited basically it's me yeah and i do everything myself but it also means i have an incredibly close connection with all my sponsors yeah and they are true partners so uh so even though the season has ended now i'm still working with them yeah uh you know all the time, you know, trying to think of ways. Obviously, we've had a challenging year this year very much, you know, with this um, coronavirus and everything. Uh, So it makes it harder to, you know, feel like you're paying back enough, you know, because personal appearances have been hard, you know, all sorts of things. Um, But I've actually enjoyed, so it has become an absolutely 100% full-time job because I, I spend a lot of time working with my sponsors. Yeah. Uh spend a lot of time training, I spend a lot of time trying to think of ways to learn. You know, I go karting now, you know, and okay. you know, most of the people I compete against carted when they were like four years old. Yeah. To, to start carting in these X 30 carts at 80 miles an hour when you're 50 like yeah. I am. Uh it's painful.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a I can imagine.
1: And um, but I'm loving it, you know, and I yeah. love uh um, my driver coach, who's my co-driver and I am British ET as well. Uh, you and is, you know, he knows me so well now. He's been my driver coach for the last two years. We've won three championships together, oh, you know, it's so the amazing. last three years basically. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: We've uh had an amazing uh journey, but this is like the first year we're racing together. Uh, um and um, you know, and he knows exactly what makes me tick. He knows what I hate, he knows what I'm not good at, and he yeah. knows, you know. Um, so, so we do a lot of work, uh, you know, in the background. Yeah. You know, to try to be ready.
0: Just to ensure you're uh, successful the uh, year after as well.
1: Yeah, and you know, just keeping fit enough. Uh, yeah. I guess it's another thing when you're a little bit older yeah. as well. Um, uh, it's yeah, just takes a little bit more.
0: Yeah, and to, do you find do you, is the uh, motivation still there though? Because I know you've you've mentioned that you're fifty years old. You know that is one is so inspiring. You know for the yeah. fact that it's you know the journeys took you longer than what well, as you say kids are racing from four or five year old these days. In yeah, the you know you're fifty years old, but you're now a three times champion. Three years yeah. in a row, which is amazing. It's awesome. is, is the motivation <laughs> there every morning, or is it sometimes just? You know, I could, oh, no, it, I could easy it's there
1: every morning. That's yeah, a, I really – I am so excited. And I'm now – like the season has finished and I'm so excited for next season. I'm excited to go testing again. Fortunately, I've broken my fingers, so I can't do any karting yet. But oh, as soon as, um, uh, you know, I can get back into karting, that's what we'll do. You know, wet weather karting, basically. Yeah. In winter to get better at, uh, you know, driving in the wet is – yeah. yeah. Because that's one of the things, uh, 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 you know, when you're new to the game, basically, it's like having confidence in in your own ability, but in, in confidence in the car, confidence yeah. in uh, that you can deal with situations. It's a lot easier in the dry. Uh, yeah. When it's wet, uh, yeah. uh, that's a more challenging. You know, when you have, you basically, I have too many years of of knowing what can go wrong.
0: Yeah, of course, it's <laughs> uh, tough learn not, that. Isn't uh, it? Yeah.
1: You know, so so it's sort of, uh, I have to override my self-preservation, uh, yeah. you know, instincts.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> um, I suppose that's why you work so well as a team as well with, with your core driver, because yeah, I'm sure they are yeah. help to and get he, rid of some of that and you can help him. Another. Yeah,
1: exactly. And, and you know, and, and I have so many people around me, you know, because obviously I work uh, all this year with Balfe Motorsports. So I have that team around me. I have my driver coach around me. I have my family around me. I have my engineer. Uh, race engineer around me you know do you find it
0: hard do you find it hard to take away you know sometimes when you should just be concentrating on the driving element and the racing side of it do you find it hard to kind of detract yourself from actually I want to have a look at the car and I want to make sure things are working as an engineer yourself
1: uh no because I do uh I do let them deal with that I, I I sort of uh yeah, once I'm actually there at a race meeting, I'm very much focused on on, on on my driving and good. and you know learning the ins and outs of that particular track or yeah. you know little bump here or you know be a half an inch over to this side and you know it's there's a you know the margins as you get better the margins get so much smaller
0: and just because, when you're seeing you know, when I first country.
1: started. Out, yeah, I mean it's, it's sometimes it's like when my um driver coach says to me, you know, here, if you just brake like thinking how much is that? You yeah. know what I mean? You press the brake pedal. So somebody says to you, press that brake pedal 10% less. Yeah. I mean, how much is that? It's <laughs>
0: like would,
1: yeah. I don't know how to, you know what I mean? It, it's sort of, of it's all um because the margins are so small. Yeah. Uh a certain, and now when it's not like I'm losing like a second here or half a second in this corner or something, that's like half a tenth or a quarter yeah, of a yeah. tenth or, wow. or a tenth. So I lost a tenth of a second here. Well, over a lap, if it's got 15 corners, that's quite a lot.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: So, it's, it's um, so you sort of, yeah. So so it's almost hard to, to imagine how, but it's easily measurable. So okay. it's sort of sometimes I think I've done exactly the right thing. And then you come in and look at the data and I go like, oh no I shouldn't have done it
0: like that <laughs> um, but,
1: but you know it felt right when I did it Yeah, of it. course, yeah. that's just experience as well it's like yeah. and then I learned that and then um and you know I, I literally have times as well where I have to almost shut my eyes and just yeah. hope for the best because so, and once I've done something once I can do it, do it over and over again yeah but it's like making yourself do it that first time.
0: Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. It's sometimes it's pushing the bounds. when you're in season, what does a week of training look like for you?
1: Uh, yeah. So, so I I have a personal trainer and again, that's a bit been a bit more challenging, obviously with, with lockdown and stuff. So we've done a lot of stuff over zoom. Yeah, of course. Um, we did have a period when we could see each other in, in the summer, obviously. And, um, so I work out live with him probably two or three days a week, okay. and then um, and then the other days he he's put a program together for me that because again it's a little bit more specialized when you when you're doing a sport where you're actually sitting down, yeah, uh, but you still need to be very strong. It's a lot about stamina. It's not yeah. strong in the sense of building big muscle or no. anything like that. Yeah. It's yeah. more, but obviously you do put a lot of pressure on your, your uh, shoulders, your neck yeah. Uh, yeah, and your core because, you know, even though you're very strapped in, you you, you got to be, especially when if you have an accident or something, that's usually when you feel or you have some unusual uh, thing happen, that's when you sort of know whether you're fit enough. Yeah, of course. Not. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it's like to operate that uh, kind of... Um, level where it's so intense it's almost hard to to describe how intense it's on the racetrack and it's so intense and to be able to operate for an hour or two hours at a time and still being 100% focused on every single corner and every single corner has to be outside your comfort zone where you sort of go wow oh yeah, yeah yeah that worked uh and then and to be able to do, be able to do that it's you need and it, it means your adrenaline is like you know at Different level, but also it's very hot. Maybe you know you're yeah, in a country. Maybe where it's like 45 degrees outside. It's phenomenally hot. It's like uh very intense So it's more about stamina, yeah. I would say, um, than it is about you know how big your muscles are. Yeah, uh, but you really do need to, to to be able to to push yourself. So when when you're fatigued, when you're you you basically want to say no, this is it. Like. I'm done uh, that's when you know an accident can happen and not just yourself you make a mistake that can actually cost somebody else yeah uh, you know their race or 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 even worse so um, and that's where we all have to rely on each other so much on the racetrack uh, where we have to respect each other to the point where I have to trust they have to trust that we all know what we're doing when we're on the racetrack so that uh if you're literally bumper to bumper with somebody, which you know often is or interlocking mirrors going into corners 130 yeah. miles an hour, you need to make sure that you know what that person's gonna do and Obviously, they're gonna yeah. do what you would do.
0: Yeah. And I suppose yeah? you kind so, of do know what they're gonna do because you you already talked about being such fine margins between a win and a loss. Yeah. That you yeah. probably already know roughly, especially yeah. certainly the elite, you know what they're gonna be doing. Have you had any injuries or have you had any accidents?
1: Uh, I've only um, had like one major accident, uh, which was last year in Hungary. And uh, that was a, a pretty big one. Uh, and it was uh, a side impact injury. Uh, uh, where a car hit the side of my car uh, at a very high speed, about 170 kilometres an hour. Wow! Uh, as I turned into turn one, uh, he missed his braking zone, and oh, uh, and it was a little bit like Armageddon. Uh, I can was imagine bits of cars everywhere, doors flew off. Um,
0: um, you still but, got all your limbs, uh,
1: and I literally thought because uh, I couldn't breathe, so I thought like I must have broken every rib. Yeah, you know, in my body and everything like that. So I can I remember looking at myself, thinking, uh you know, really struggling to breathe. I couldn't figure it out. Uh, got out of the car, le- literally sat on the on the track outside the car, uh, trying to um, you know catch my breath.
0: The fact um, that you got out the car is amazing.
1: I, I was it, and you know it's a bit of shock as well, you you know, cause I really didn't see it coming. I looked into the corner, nothing there turned in you know and it's a huge crash and um yeah and i ended up in 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 the back of an ambulance heading for this military hospital in in budapest and uh i can remember thinking you know i i'm i'm racing because i love it and because it's fun you know and this is not a lot of fun yeah Uh, so (laughs) Thinking about you know you know thinking about my car everything is destroyed I'm like I had two races the following day. Oh no! And um, anyway, got back from the hospital. Turned out it was just very winded, uh, having had like a 25g crash. Yeah. Um, In the morning, I got to the medical center of the track and um, had this little scan on my belly. And they just signed it off. said, okay, you can race, and I, and I won both races in the hire car that day. Oh wow! So, yeah, that is amazing. Just my by uh, sheer determination, basically. And you know, it was great getting yeah. back into the car as well, being able to to race. Um, and um, but yeah, that that was the the the, the biggest crash I've had had to date. Wow, that
0: is. Almost
1: have a few little scrapes. But.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it clearly never put you off. You just got straight back in the in the driver's seat and continued to race.
1: Yeah, I f- I feel incredibly safe. I got to say in these cars, and actually, having had the accident, I feel even more safe yeah. because I know you can have a, an incredibly big crash and and, yeah, and still play. Yeah. Um, and uh, wow. so I think it, racing uh, these kind of car GT cars are uh you know yeah. fairly safe and you know obviously things can happen and you can have a, a very unusual crash but um but in you know i yeah i feel safe
0: how long how long do you envisage or how what's the plan how long do you plan plant a race for
1: oh as long as i possibly can that uh is. i i sort of want to keep moving forward keep learning um and uh yeah, talking to my sponsors now, you know, already about next year, and you know, fingers crossed, I'll um, I'll have a, a good season again next year. But it's it's all, uh, it's, it's a very strange position to be in because it's all, uh, it's done like on a yearly basis, so you yeah, never know what's going to happen the next season yeah. until you know how much money you've got and what um, what what's going to happen, and uh, yeah, so I, so I think um. I, I think I'm keeping my fingers crossed that, uh, there'll be a, a GT3 car, wow. uh, there for me next year and uh, I'll be back in British GT. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That'd be amazing. And so, uh, what's the yeah. plans with Fluid, the Fluid team of Fluid Racing?
1: Yeah. So I, um, I'm hoping that, so again next year if I do do GT3, um, uh, I'm talking to to a few teams because, again, there needs to be a team that has the availability of, of a car because the, the car I have been racing until now uh, that I've raced for the past three years is my car. Okay. And uh, But I don't own a GT3 car and I can't actually afford to buy one. Right. Um, so I would be more of a sort of arrive and drive and, you know, so be looking at uh, – but it's very much, you know, I want to race in the car in 720 GT3. Yeah. I tested one in, in summer and, uh, again, I was properly fast just doing a couple of laps. And, I, you know, yeah, yeah. again, I felt like this feels like, you know, I can do this. This is, yeah. you know, the next thing. Um, so, and you've got to kind of put that out, you know, you need to kind of push. I want to push for that before yeah, I yeah. sort of make any other decisions about okay. if I can't uh, get there in terms of funding, I, I won't think about what, what I'm going to do, whether I keep racing in GT4 or, um, but, um, but yeah, that's very much my goal. Um, and I'm, you know, the, the hard thing with this lockdown has been as well, or, or the whole crisis obviously has been, uh, that a lot of, um, sponsors are, you know, more cautious as well. Obviously they don't want to to be spending money and they certainly don't want to spend the money because I don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. so it's been a much harder year as well, and I've been incredibly fortunate. i kept all my sponsors throughout this wow. year where a lot of people had to pull out yeah, their course. races because they lost their sponsors. And and I and I said I, I do think it helps that I, you know, I have a personal connection to all of these yeah, uh, partners. And so, you know, if there's anything, we just pick up the phone and we talk to each other, and um, yeah, that makes it uh, much, much easier. And, yeah. and I, they are all... Amazing, they are just, um, yeah, so supportive. Amazing. And, um, yeah, so I, I, I've been really fortunate, so I hope I can hold on to as many of them as possible no, next
0: year. No, that's amazing. And I suppose, lastly, what would be your one piece of advice that you would give to someone who would like to follow in your path, regardless of whether well, it's older or older?
1: Yeah, it would be like, you know, just try things, you know. I, 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 Because you don't know, as I said, I I never knew I would be good at this until I tried it, you know. I could never plan the journey I was going to have uh, in advance. Uh, So I think just try lots of things. Try uh, and see, you know, and then one day you'll do something. And it it might take a long time like it did for me, uh, or it might be something you do when you're young. Um, But... I think you know, because I kind of knew straight away, this is, this is yes. like I said, dude, like a cliche almost, I was born to yes. this, but it's how it feels. Like um, I, I almost feel like, you know, it's a shame I didn't do it earlier, but then I think, well, if I did it earlier, maybe it wasn't the right time. So yeah. I might not have had the success I've had now. Yeah, definitely. You know, I've had more opportunities as I got older. So So never stop trying, you know, always go, and try new things and um you know and and if it was motorsport just come to a meeting come and see what it's like the atmosphere is great sit on a grass bank watch people race it's super exciting and uh, and i meet so many well i didn't so much this year unfortunately but last year i meet so many people in the pits and the paddock and i can imagine and uh, who are you know such fans uh, and it's great and I, I think that's what we need we just need to get people now after certainly after all this year that's been such a strange year we need to get people yeah. back into
0: 100%. stadium you know back
1: into sporting events and yeah. and
0: uh, yeah yeah hopefully this lot. vaccine will be here quicker than
1: quicker
0: yeah when we can try and get back yeah. to some, some sort of normal definitely but no and Mia it's been absolutely amazing chatting with you this afternoon thank you so much for your time I'll just tell listeners now if they, they go to at Fluid Racing so F-L-W-I-T-T Racing on Instagram and they can see everything that Mia's doing over there and, and keep up the date with, with her progress and what's happening in the future
1: yeah
0: so much I've really enjoyed it
1: thank you very much it was great chatting to you
0: you too thanks for listening to another episode of hobby of a lifestyle i really hope you've enjoyed the show if you are still enjoying them please go and check us out on social media instagram facebook twitter and visit our website www.hobbyover.com until next time stay safe